Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Seed to Forest. In this episode, I, Gaurav Gupta, Chief Growth Officer at Ixta Foundation, will be talking to Praveen Agarwal, co-founder and CEO at Better Place. Praveen is an entrepreneur and a dreamer and also advises many startups. His organization, Better Place, is Asia's biggest workforce management SaaS platform that helps improve employability and earnability of blue and grey collar workers. In this conversation, you can look forward to Praveen's take on how do you bring about change by listening to your customers and providing them value. Also listen in to Praveen articulating how does he define skilling and the opportunities that are out there. You can also look forward to his perspective on digital infrastructure and how it unlocks different possibilities. In this conversation, Praveen changed my lens towards skilling and I hope that the conversation gives you a new perspective too. Happy listening. Hello everyone, we have Praveen Agarwal with us today. Praveen is the co-founder and CEO of Better Place. Better Place today is Asia's largest SaaS offering in the workplace solutions kind of a bit. And it has many, many new set of initiatives to its credit involving solutions for blue collar workforce management, as well as towards the entire value chain that person employees in the blue collar and gray collar workforce deal through. And of course, Praveen has been a veteran of the industry now, somebody who has really taken initiatives which are helping many, many millions of workers across India and in former countries across Asia. And Praveen is looking to scale it up to around 30 plus countries, impacting 50 million plus workers across the world uh, shortly. So in this episode, we look at how uh, Praveen's journey has been as he built a better place from scratch. Uh, welcome, Praveen. Thank you for making it. Thank time. you. Thank you so much, Gaurav. And it's a nice way of saying that I'm a veteran, which is like saying you're very old already. <laughs> yeah, Praveen. I mean, uh, of course, in the industry and what you are doing, you are one of the leaders who has been shaping it, right? So from that perspective, a veteran, but not to indicate your age with that. All right, Praveen. So let's get into it. I mean, looking at the origins of Better Place, right? Uh, I mean, how was the idea born? Uh, what kind of problems you saw around yourself, which led to the origins of Better Place? Yeah, so Gaurav, I used to work with SAP prior to starting Better Place and did that for 18 years. And when I quit SAP, I was heading the cloud ERP product, right? So the reason I quit SAP was there was an unfortunate incident that happened in Bangalore where a small girl was molested by her teacher and she was just five and a half years old. And I have two daughters and I thought someone has to do something. And at that moment, I thought we should create a database of every individual in the country with some sort of credentials built into it. So that when you are interacting, you are engaging, you are hiring, you are getting a trust score of that individual. So that was the idea that, okay, someone has to build it, why not me? And I quit my job and started doing research work. I spent eight odd months talking to people right, across the country on different fields from police to government to organizations and so on. The one thing that I realized at that moment is that the, as you start interacting, you find that the problem is bigger when it comes to the frontline workforce. While I thought about building the system of the data, but in the long run, if you see people do not have access to opportunities, they do not have access to job and credit and insurance, the plight of the people was very different than how I had imagined prior to that. So he said, instead of creating a system which is exclusion in nature, 
So 100 people come, you say two people are having a criminal antecedent or whatever. So you exclude from them the system. We said we will bring an inclusive system. How do we bring and create value for the 98 people and perhaps bring the two people into the system back into the good books as well, right? So that is where Better Place journey started in 2015. And now it's eight years old. We have added more capabilities as we looked into the challenges. We'll talk about that as we go along, Gaurav, perhaps. But the idea is how do we create positive impact for millions of people, right? So the purpose with which we run Better Place now is basically impacting, empowering millions of people. And we internally, we call it a billion people across the world for a positive life, right? And that's why we call ourselves Better Place, to so create a better place for every person who is not having that opportunity today. That's really awesome, Praveen, because that kind of also explains the name behind the company. And that's really nice in terms of how the idea came through. So what were some of the early experiments that you did as you started the firm? And what were the kind of learnings that came through as that were, those were happening? Because see, of course, I take it from the perspective that initially when you talk to people, one set of things come out. But as you dive deeper into doing what needs to be done, different learnings emerge, different aspects come through. Yeah, as I said, that the first thing was to build this data. So we started with background verification as a solution, right? And fortunately for us, we didn't know anything about this background verification. So we started asking every simple question. Sometimes it might sound kind of idiotic. So people were used to doing background verification where a person will go to your house and come back, right? And coming from a technology background, we said, why can't we do it remotely? Why can't we do it using technology? Why do we need a pen and paper? So we started doing that. And he said, okay, let's experiment in Bangalore. And we started doing in Bangalore. We were quite successful with our initial turnaround. But then we realized that the industry works very differently across the country. And if we have to expand across the country, we have to really think very differently because there are legal compliances that we didn't think about. There are government asks that we didn't think about. Right? We only thought about PTK, calm kardo, verification kardia. I am giving a certificate. I am the big guy. I am telling you everything is fine. Then it's fine. Why should I bother about everything else? But then there are many other problems because the ecosystem works very differently than how we had imagined, which we ignored in the beginning. So we had to start plugging in that into the system. Then the question came here. After background verification, my employee's data is you have this data, you can send it to someone else. So delivery one company, so delivery two, how do you do it? So we didn't think about privacy in the beginning because privacy becomes a very crucial part of the game. So we started thinking how to create, one is that you have encrypted data, you have hash data and all those things, which is good. But how do you ensure that data remains private to the person who owns it, right? How do you bring a consent mechanism into place, right? How do you ensure the data sanity is not lost as people move from here and there, right? So that was the second big learning that we had. When you are in real business, it's not only about solving a problem, but it's also about managing the entire aspects of the solution, which is about data management, government compliances, policies, processes, execution, and so on and so forth. Then we realized... Uh, that, okay, you have to background verification, which is what we started with. So, uh, you, know, you give it the guy, the guy will go to the house, take a geoface app where 
tag it everything will be tagged and all so we were super excited ye to automatically ho jayega humko kuch check hi nahi karna hai but suddenly we realized that people are smarter than us right they will not even go to the place they will just get it through some whatsapp some you know videos they will send take a video of that so there will be smart ways of doing so we had to build in lot more checks and balances into the process and eventually we created a very very robust system which we are using today to verify perhaps by far the largest numbers in india which is more than 10 million checks that we do every year today right so this is by far the largest as we did that we also realized that every organization was giving us the data into an excel file and i asked this company is that why are you giving me this data in excel file right i mean this is very rudimentary right people are joining the documents you are giving into an attachment their id card because you have to give an aadhar card and you have to give and, and and let me take this opportunity to send my appreciation for building the, the aadhar uh, and the entire stack that we have today right because otherwise we could not have done what we have done today so what we saw is that they don't use any software for data collection coming from sap coming from a tech company i made lot of assumptions which i thought are default that every organization in every field would be doing it and we do not even have to ask that question that was the time when i realized that you have to ask these questions every time and you have to understand it in more detail so we asked this question that why are you not using a system for onboarding they said we don't have a system we only know excel so we created a system so we built a system for onboarding which is smart system enterprise grade no one was using it right so praveen this is quite fascinating right that uh, of course you assumed that there are a few things in terms of how this thing happens assuming some systems and they would have said excel is our system right and that's our software you know you are asking about software excel is a software but you brought in much better systems of course leveraging the aadhaar stack right so what were some of the initial reactions of people this thing came about i mean how did they react to it so the first system that we built right we gave it to our customers we thought we will price it first of all like white collar ki theek hai 500 rupees charge karenge per bande ka per month company ka itna paisa save kar rahe hai to de hi dega mujhe so they do not see it that way so first of all they look at that iske wajah se aaj ka cost kam hoga kya that is the first question they will ask right second question is that why should i change because my things are already running i have been running such a business for 20 years why should i change now yeah. what is the value proposition so it and you are dealing with people who have not used technology for them excel is technology right and explaining the value behind it is it takes a long time right so we have to create a model saying we will run it for you for 3 months let me show you the value and if you like it continue it if you don't like it you stop it right so i bear the cost and so on so there was a lot of change management activities that we used to do around so what we did was number one the system that we built in the beginning no one used we realized that it was designed for white collar mindset it was not designed for because hiring in blue collar can happen anywhere in the country right and that guy might have not used his software at all in here the headquarter the hr has used excel but the supervisor on the ground has never used other than a register right so how do you ensure ki it is whatsapp grad uh, solution right because whatsapp mein sab log use kar lete youtube mein sab log use kar lete so how do you build a system which is as simple as that right or on in the whatsapp itself or the app is behaving like a whatsapp right so those were the learnings that we got we went to the customer and said that we will show you the value we will show you the value in terms of speed of execution quality of execution and finally cost of execution 
on these three fronts, we started showing value to the customer. And then they saw that value is And they started adopting it. And then they started paying us. contrast right? Initially, like you said, uh, white collar mindset alag tha, blue collar mindset alag hota hai. and they naturally hence use a different set of things their day to day right you spoke about how they typically use either a whatsapp or they use a physical register and so on and so forth and as you were doing these changes right uh, was that change too significant for them especially the people on the ground who were executing these things right working with you right so was that change Absolutely. significant for them or was that basis what they were already used to doing no, it was a massive change for them, Gaurav. To talk about attendance. So one of the things that we learned is that listen to your customer, find a problem that they have and solve it, which is part of your journey anyway that you have defined. Right. So attendance, for example, everyone was used to doing attendance on a register, right? Or a biometric device. Yeah. We came up with a facial recognition, right? We said it's a geofence, facial recognition. Download the app and your attendance will be done then and there. Then the question was that, what's in for me? Why should I do it? People write on register, I come at 10 a.m., but I can write 8 a.m. So right. first of all, how do I use the technology? Sometimes I take the mobile in the basement and it is not working. I can't go to the place where the signal is. It's not working. Might be it's because of something. I have not registered my face. In a document, you can write whatever you want, right? In a face, you have to register. So it was also about how do we create a system to train them? The second thing that we realize is that there are people who want to break the system because they are happy without the system because of whatever they can do, they can do, right? So we had to also show the value to that individual that by doing it, what are you getting? Because if you have your greater data, if you have your payroll information, I am giving you credit and insurance, which you will not get otherwise, right? Why are you not getting credit today? Because you don't have quality data. So don't complain if you don't get it. Second thing, from an employer point of view, we said that, okay, if the data is not correct, you will not pay the salary. So you are forced to do it. So both uh, carrot and stick model that we applied and people started adopting it. And now it is becoming a norm. Everyone understands that we have to digital. Pandemic fortunately became kind of a catalyst into that process, right? If you physical, you have to do physical register, who will do the reconciliation of your attendance information and all right? So it has to be digital. So that worked very well for us in last. So pandemic was a tailwind for us in principle uh, from a growth and opportunity uh, point of view. But in the beginning, this was a big task of building the right awareness. It was a big change for the company, not only for the individual on the ground, but also for the organization at the headquarters. Right. Now, so somewhere as this transition was happening, and of course, there must have been uh, a lot of learnings, but just wanted to focus upon things will start moving in that direction. So some of the ahas that came through as this transition was happening. There are multiple aha moments, to be honest. I give you starting with background verification onboarding, right? I can't name the customer and they were using a very traditional thing. And we said, okay, this is how the technology can be used. And they said, this is exactly what we wanted to have, but no one was supporting using a technology-driven global because we are hiring 30,000 people every month. I cannot do manually. And I needed a system, but no one ever thought about it. It's not our bread and butter, not our core. So we never built it. 
So that was a big change. The second thing, when we were working with the security guards industry, which is a very old industry, and I started pitching to them here in Bangalore. It's called KSA, Karnataka uh, Security Guards Association, basically. They, they are the ones who jumped in and said, hey, technology is going to really help us grow further. I never expected a very traditional manpower-driven organization to say, Ki, I will be one who will adopt the technology. So they are still our customer. The entire security guards organization here in Bangalore uses our system. But that was a big change for us. The second big change that happened, which was a very interesting for us, is the digital learning. Everyone in past was doing a classroom session, right? physical training. We have made digital models of training for upskilling, which was all about learning very basics, like English to, let's say you are a, a grocery delivery company, you want your delivery boys to know the English name of the vegetables and other things. So very simple things like that. Right. We crossed training 2 million people uh, in one year and we had planned only 1 lakh people that we would be training. Oh, wow. That is when we thought people actually are starving of the right solution. So this, I think there were multiple such moments where we felt that Whatever thesis we had was still a 50-50 kind of thing. But when we went to the market, we saw this is much more than what we have ever imagined. We just did a... Bain is working with us right now doing market research. We were surprised with the market take that Bain is giving us than what we had imagined ourselves. So the market looks much, much bigger than what we had thought that the opportunity size is. So they have now given us some ideas to go after new set of opportunities and so on. But there are, I, I think... I, my biggest moment was when we said we have an HRMS platform, you can manage from your physical thing to digital thing. This is a customer, very traditional manufacturing customer in Noida, steel manufacturer, almost 30,000 employees. They jumped onto us from a very large ERP system that they were using to a better place system because they see real value, which is uh, bottoms up from a blue collar point of view. In fact, this explains the wow, right? That uh, there was a need for such kind of a system and then people were not getting it from elsewhere. Yeah. And then this, in a way, they kind of jumped at it like you described. I am learning a lot in this conversation. Hope you are too. Which questions would you like me to ask? What areas would you like me to explore further? Please write to me at gaurav at eightstep.org. That uh, missing, you also spoke about upskilling of workers in this context and then how that simple example of saying that delivery boy hai, grocery ka, to uske liye English names of vegetables itself is a nice thing because that creates an impression on the customer when the guy goes to deliver. So what's the take that is coming out in context of skilling as you delve further into the space of dealing with the blue-collar workers as well as the grey-collar workers. I mean, what kind of opportunities for skilling, upskilling, reskilling really lie in this space? Yeah. So let me give you first the background, the problem, so that you are able to contextualize it. I think from an organization point of view, their problem is productivity, right? Am I able to provide highest productivity to my customers or my organization as part of the responsibility that I own, right? Productivity has been two parts. One is that how do I get the person 
and make the person work from the moment the person joins. Right. So typically what happens in blue collar, hit the ground running to become efficient like from ASAP. Exactly. So typically what happens, otherwise you hire the person, you train the person for five days. By the time the person is able to run the show, the person leaves the company. So it goes down there. Yeah. That's the first problem. Right. The second thing is that the person is joined and how do you create really contextual training to make the person outcome of the person far better than what I'm doing. Let's say I'm a packer and I'm doing 20 packaging every day, but can I do 30 in the same hours, right? But if I have a better learning knowledge, perhaps I can do it, right? So how do you do that? How do we quantify? So these are the two things, right? Now in that context, when we looked into scaling, we said, first we have to create a model where before you hire, you can skill people. So there are a lot of skilling programs that runs in the country, right? Vocational skilling program, English program. But the programs must be linked with employability. If you do any program that gives you knowledge in blue collar, like we were discussing the other day also, there's no value. I don't have income, salary, job. I don't have TikTok. So I want to increase my earning potential. That's the earning idea. Potential. We call it EPH or EPD, earning per hour or earning per day. Is that helping me increase that, right? So we have coined EPH, EPD, for our internal this thing. So we said, okay, we will work with employers and give the training. Second is that we thought this training would be required largely by tech-driven companies, right? A logistics company, e-commerce, cab aggregators, whatever. But we realized that everyone is struggling. You go to BFSI. BFSI, may, there are sales agents on the ground. They are not able to sell a product because they do not have a training. You go to a retail store, which might be, let's say, in a mall like Shopper Stop and others. The guy is selling you clothes and other things, right? If the guy is not equipped enough, how would he sell? So retail needs very extensive training. You go to a coffee shop, could be a Starbucks or Coffee Day or McDonald's or whatsoever, right? You need that guy to be fully trained. In fact, we... We are working. We are working with the company now. They are one of the largest infrastructure company. They also do infrastructure setup for mining. You know, their biggest threat is uh, accidents, fire right. accident or accidents, right? And the people are not always trained. Their question is, what they do? They bring everyone to their headquarters in Hyderabad. They train them, and then they send it. I said, why do you do that, right? Your flight cost is fifty percent. I'm going to be training there. I'm going to be digitally daily. So right. every person in this country needs training, in my view, for higher productivity. Right. So this is pre-joining or post-joining. Right. Second is that everyone, if you talk to now, right, blue-collar worker, they also have aspiration to grow. So reskilling is the only way I can. So first is the skilling, right? Second is the reskilling or upskilling, whatever you call. I am a delivery boy. I am a delivery boy. I am a supervisor. Or I am also thinking that can we, Cat Pro, GPT, we can train that guy or train some Excel and other things. We just partnered with a few companies, like I said, where we can upskill people on different parameters. Right? So idea is that how do you create future opportunity for individuals? Right? So that way I can increase my earning per month or whatever that I'm aspiring for. Right? Third thing, which becomes very crucial, Gaurav, from a skilling point of view, and, and this is where I believe the world will move from where it is today, 
that everyone would be going for a geek kind of work, right? I am doing a delivery joy in the morning, a receptionist in the evening, I'm a driver in the night, or a call center in the evening, delivery in the morning, a coffee maker in the afternoon, whatever it is, right? People will do multiple things. Now, for that to happen, you need to have that skill. Otherwise, you will not get that opportunity. You can't say, okay, I will join, take a training after one week. No one will have. So that world will go towards a model where everyone carries four or five different skills and they want to pick up the job that will pay them most on that hour or that day. And I think a pure certification program, like you were mentioning about just Diksha, and then multiple such things will come together as one single platform for creating opportunity-led skilling program, in my view, uh, which would be very different than how we see it today. Uh, when I say different, it will not be restricted only to the job that I'm doing today. It could be a job that I have not even imagined in the future, right? Absolutely. And in fact, uh, Praveen, uh, it's interesting because you spoke about the three areas where skilling has a role to play in productivity, in getting better opportunities, and in getting multiple jobs because of the multiple skills that I may have. And uh, I think you also touched upon the role of this increasing earning potential, your earning per day, earning per hour, earning per month, but also in terms of that certification, right, that, that you get on the back of it. So when it's happening, training Pale offline hota tha. Ab via the digital thing, I can get trained on site, on time, at very less cost, right? Or ye jab cheese ho So especially jo second and third type ka skilling hai, right? Which is skilling for growth and more opportunities and skilling for uh, gig work kind of opportunities. Ye kaise, malab, how is it coming uh, into fold and how that certification is going to add value to people in this context? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic question, Gaurav, because that will be a very important motivational or driving force for an individual, right? So my one fundamental take that I have is in future, so till today, we believe in degrees coming from universities, right? That I have got a degree from this university or that university, it's recognized by someone which is led by an institute. I think in future, this will be led by knowledge and employers, perhaps, where it does not matter that I am studied here or not, but let's say you at XTEP or Google is ready to hire me and certifies me that, okay, you are the best AI developer, programmer, or whatever, then I'm good with that, right? So it will be more like a, a, a community, which is an organization, group, individual, whatever you call it, but it's a community which will tag you. And you have to figure that out. How do you get the tag, right? I believe in blue collar, that will be something because blue collar, the other things are not existing as much. So it will start with that only. So if I give a certificate saying you are better place certified butcher, you are better place certified, let's say security guard, packer, mover, driver, whatever. And every company who is looking for a butcher, trust my certificate then that is the certificate that will be valued in the market. Rather than saying the certificate has come from the top university, government affiliated and other things, right? That's one. Second is that if you can, that's a cake. If you can do the icing on the cake with partnership, with affiliations, with some programs like NSQs, which are running, Diksha, which you are doing, where the partnership, 
we can bring more structure into it. So it's not very, so there, there has to be some standards after some time, right? You cannot have non-standard training, right? So, so you have the certification, but on top of that, you can bring standards through some kind of partnership at a national level, international level, that will change the landscape completely. And we have to also keep in mind that India will become supplying country for the world and already supplying country for the world, but it will be even bigger, be it Middle East, right? Middle East wants 55 million people over the next three years. Australia is looking for 200,000 people. Europe is looking for people, right? Uh, in different fields, starting from nursing to others. How can we create these programs and certificates which are not only valid here in India, but accepted by organizations across the world, right? So they also have to start validating and valuing the certificate that you are giving, right? So the quality, saying that I have learned plumbing here in Bangalore for doing something and some if that, no one is valuing that across the world, then that's not a good certificate. So we have to really start thinking that we are creating the organization's workforce for, for the world and not only for my village, my town, my pin code in principle. That's a change I think we have to bring in. And how do we do with the combination of private and public standards? That would be wonderful in my view. That's very well articulated, Praveen. So uh, Praveen, uh, I'll towards the end now ask you three or four rapid fire kind of questions. So let's uh, kind of close it with that. Uh, your favorite mistake? My favorite mistake? <laughs> My favorite mistake is that I didn't become an army officer. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. The, the favorite mistake that better places made. Something which helped pivot the direction of the company ah, in some way. Yeah. That way, the favorite mistake is the starting with the physical employment centers. We call it experience centers. Ah. So I thought I will create thousands of physical experience centers. And I soon realized after one year of execution, we closed it, that scalability will become a huge problem. Right. That resulted into very different solutions that we have today. We spent, we burned a lot of money. We were very excited, but that's something that I hate that I did it. But as we did it, we also learned that what will not work and what will work. Awesome. Your favorite aha moment in Better Places journey? When we impacted positively, and there was examples that we shared as well online, but when we impacted positively people who earn more money because of us. Excellent. And your favorite prediction for the future? I think the entire world will move from the standard way of doing things to gig. Everyone in blue collar will be an entrepreneur. And they will basically, or micro entrepreneur as we call them, they will do multiple different tasks. And it will be all run white glove kind of services uh, by 2030. Awesome. So the quality will increase dramatically over time. Well, that's great, Praveen. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure talking to you. You were really candid in terms of articulating some of the key learnings and mistakes through the journey in terms of what you have made better place now and where you are taking it in the future. So really wish you the best in achieving the goals that you have set out for yourself and hope that you end up achieving much more than what you have envisaged today. With that, thank you, Praveen. Thank you so much, Gaurav. It's always lovely speaking to you. And now you owe me more insights on how to build better place to be a better company. You <laughs> the growth mind and we really need that help. So thank you so much. Always lovely speaking to you. Take good care and nice talking to everyone. Bye-bye. Same. Thank, thank you, Praveen. Thank you. 
I unlocked a lot of possibilities in this conversation. Hope it did the same for you. Which leaders would you like me to meet? What would you like me to ask them? Please write to me at gauravetextep.org.